True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Thanks for doing this podcast to keep the story about Missy Beaver's murder alive. Someone out there knows who this person is or has a pretty good idea. Please, please keep the heat on them because eventually they're going to break one way or the other. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we're so excited to be back with you guys. We've missed you. And Renee, tell us what's been going on. Man, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while, hasn't it? It has. I'm so excited to be back here on True Crime Broads. Seriously. Um, okay, so I I know that for, for everybody that has followed, um, followed us and listened to all of our episodes, they probably know a lot about this, but just in case you don't, um, we got connected with Crime Stoppers back last year uh, when we shared a post, um, I believe it was Missy's birthday, and uh, we were trying to get people to share the post and share everything, you know, the book, the, um, you know, just information about the case, and uh, we talked about doing a billboard, and Crime Stoppers uh, decided to um, generously donate money to help us get the billboard going, so that was super exciting. And then after that happened, later, uh, that was actually this year, they did the playing cards. Um, they got those all printed up and distributed throughout the Ellis County jails. So we were super excited about that. And in doing so, I got connected with Sherry, who we've been working with. Um, and she, they, they invited me to become a board member of Crime Stoppers, which was super Yay! exciting. That's so cool. Yeah. Congratulations, Renee. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. So we, they had a training and it probably would have happened about a year ago, but because of COVID and, you know, pushed back and pushed back. So they finally got it scheduled, the, the, the uh, annual training that they do. And I was able to go along with her to the training in South Padre. How lucky was I for that? <laughs> um, that is so cool. And Sherry seems like such a nice lady. That's like a win-win. Oh you got to travel with her it, and go to South Padre. So fun. It was so great. She's a really, really nice person. So easy to get along with. And um, of course, couldn't win anywhere better, uh, South Padre. And the, the hotel was like, I mean, one minute from the conference centers. <laughs> it was just, it was just a really good trip. It was really peaceful. And we got to learn a lot in the training classes. So it was really neat. I enjoyed that is it. so cool. We should probably do an episode sometime on the stuff you learned. That's really cool. Yeah, there's, it, it was a lot. It was three days. Uh, we were there. Um, we got there Sunday and then we had training Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, but Monday and Tuesday were full days. Uh, Tuesday was a little longer and I'm sure you remember that because I don't think I even hardly talked to you that day because uh, we didn't even get back to the hotel till like 930. <laughs> it, was, it was really long. Uh, and then the third day, it was kind of like a half day. So it was a lot of classes and stuff, but it was really interesting to see all the things that text that uh, Crime Stoppers does mm-hmm. and how much they have impacted probably and helped police, uh, police departments across the country in uh, getting tips and handling the, the calls and um, basically just helping to uh, people to guess feel secure enough to call in tips because it's completely anonymous like they 
they have to remain anonymous. And it, it's kind of really neat that, because I didn't really understand how it all worked. And now I know um, that, that they are required to make sure that, you're, that you know, nobody has found out, whoever calls in, it's completely anonymous. That's really neat. Oh my gosh, that's so great because, you know, we've said it before, just some people are so worried about reporting crimes because some people either just might be really paranoid about stuff like that, or they might actually be in trouble with the law. So that's, that's so great for people that are apprehensive about calling the police. Yeah. And I'll give, I'll give an example. I can actually do that now that I've kind of understood it a little better of how uh, one might be able to call in a tip and remain anonymous. Um, they also have um, basic, it's not called crime stop in the in the public school system they usually call it something else because you know when you put crime wording in with schools you know people are kind of apprehensive so I think they call it something else but it's still crime stoppers and so if um if somebody calls it a tip and they go on the p3 app which is the best way to do it um they, they call in the tip you're assigned a number so it, I guess it just pops up on your screen obviously I've never done it or I'd know a little more but it pops up on your screen so let's just say it says one two three four and so you call in a tip and then something, you know, happens, the person either gets arrested or whatever. And so they just go back on the app because they know that they, they just know that it, I don't know how that part happens, but it, they know where to click on and it goes back to you and it pops up on your app and they put the, the money at the bank. And then you go to the bank and you say, I'm here to get an envelope with the numbers one two three four and the teller just puts the envelope in the thing and gives it to you and that's how you get your money isn't that crazy that is really really cool yeah I'm so happy yeah, so there's I'm so happy you got to go to that and how amazing is that that she asked you to be on the crime stoppers of Ellis County board that's just amazing and it's so I cool. know it's something that's so up my alley I've always been into true crime I've, I mean I went to school for criminal justice back in 18 years ago <laughs> so it's always been something I've been interested in so I was um, overjoyed to you know um, be able to do that and I can't wait till it all comes to fruition right so exciting and you'll have okay. to we'll have to go over you know whenever you have your first meet board meetings and stuff and how all that goes you'll have to share that with us here on true crime broads yeah we're excited yeah. to follow your new adventure with Ellis County Crime Stoppers it's so neat um, okay, so um, I thought that, you know, we've been reading reviews that we get on um, True Crime Broad's Apple reviews, and if you listen to us on Apple reviews, and if you like our episodes at all, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a nice review, and if you don't like what we're doing, please just keep going, because when we get hate, <laughs> we, just, we just hate it. <laughs> It hurts, it hurts our little feelings okay so yes, here, here's one um the lady who wrote this review recently her name is heather b523 and the title is the best and she gave us five stars thank you heather b and heather b says i've enjoyed listening to these ladies talk about such an important case i was a new camp gladiator trainer when this happened and it changed how I did things forever. Missy is always in the back of my mind. Thanks for keeping her legacy going. So that was a nice review. Aww. And we really appreciate sweet. it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's very interesting that she was a brand new camp gladiator trainer when this started happening. I mean, when the murder. Can you imagine, can you imagine just starting out to do something exciting, you know, something that you enjoy doing, teaching other people. And then this happens. I can't even imagine. I think I would take off running and never turn back. It's, it's, (laughs) it's kudos to her. Yeah, it's it's unfathomable. It's pretty much the last thing I think anybody thought would happen there um, when you're trying to teach a class. And I don't know what her location was, but especially in a church. Um, Okay, so we recently had two episodes in a row with some fantastic people. Renee, do you want to tell about one of them? Yeah, so we were... um so blessed to be able to uh, be on a episode with John Lorden and otherwise known as Lorden Arts. Um, he has done a lot. He has a lot of amazing um, episodes on his Lorden Arts that he does on YouTube. He's got some other um, different like podcasts and things that he also does. And we were on that. What was that called again? I have, I can't, always get it confused. The name we, of that. Um, yeah, we were a guest on his podcast called Seriously Mysterious. Okay, see, I was going to say it backwards. (laughs) And Seriously Mysterious is available on all the main podcasting platforms, just like ours. Yeah, and and, um, he's got a lot of different things that he does, but he is a great, um, he he just does a really good job. I remember when I first heard him, when he did an episode on uh, Missy Beavers, and um, you could just tell that he is truly sincere in his, you know, care for cases and, and the things that happened. You can just tell he's just a really, really nice guy. Yeah. So we were super excited about that. We were my able first, to, um, go ahead. I was just going to say my first exposure to John Lorden was his show on YouTube called Brain Scratch. And yes. he did an episode on Missy and I was hooked after ever since then. He's like you said, he's such a warm, genuine person. You could tell he really cares about the victims' families and and he empathizes with the victims so much. It's really good. If anyone has not watched Lorden Arts, it's L-O-R-D-A-N-A-R-T-S on YouTube yet. You should definitely subscribe and follow that one. Exactly. Yeah, he, he, um, he's got a lot of different episodes on Brain Scratch as well. And um, so we, we were really um, excited to be on, his, on the episode of the Seriously, Seriously Mysterious. Did I say it right? You did. Perfect. Okay, good. I always want to say it backwards. I don't know why, but anyway, <laughs> um, so it was a lot of fun because we got to do the live um, and I forgot what he called that, that part. What do you remember? No, but that was fun. He does a live with people in there chatting, you know, his like a hardcore group of his fans. And then he, yeah. reads, he reads the script for Seriously Mysterious. And then he goes back afterwards and edits it. But the live is only up on Lord and Art's channel for an hour. So it's definitely a, a real, like an actual live experience. He doesn't publish that. He just uses it for like a fun way to do his recording. It's really neat. Um, okay. It really is. I really enjoyed it. And then our other episode that was right before that one, we were so blessed to have Renee Jones on True Crime Broads. Renee Jones, as a lot of you already know, was Missy Beaver's very close friend and also her boss at Camp Gladiator. So we, that was just such a jackpot guest to have on because she had some really amazing insight that we couldn't find anywhere else. And she knows everything about Camp Gladiator. She's the one that taught 
Missy how to do her job that she was there to do that horrible morning that she got murdered. So Renee Jones, it was such an uplifting person. Didn't you enjoy that episode? She was very motivated. Like I could just imagine what she's like as a trainer. I wish she would get back into physical training. I don't care what, if it's camp gladiator or on her own or something else. Cause literally while she was talking, it was hysterical. I was, I picked up my bottle of water. I was like, I'm going to drink more water. Like while she was talking on our episode, <laughs> I was getting fired up. So yeah, she's she very motivating for sure. She is. I was just thinking, you know what? I might actually be in shape if this lady was my trainer. So, and yeah. she's just amazing. And I love the way she was talking about how excuses aren't valid. I need something like that. Cause I validate, all, I validate every one of my excuses. I I'm like, Oh, that's valid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. No, we, we need it. We need to uh, recruit her to, to at least help us out if, if anything else. <laughs> or maybe we, could just set up, maybe we could just at least set up a Zoom call where she just yells at us. That would be awesome. Yeah, there we go. Here's <laughs> going for the day. Right? <laughs> I would just be oh, like, well, here's why I haven't worked out in two years. She'd be like, that's not valid. I'd be like, you're actually right. Well, you're actually right. It's yeah. not valid. I just needed to hear it. Yep. I'm right there with you, but yeah, I enjoyed it too. She, um, she had a lot of good insight. And like you said, she's very motivating and she's another genuine, uh, person you can tell truly cared about Missy and what she did. And I, I totally understand why she no longer does it, but I'm sure that people truly miss her. Oh, are you see, I can you imagine if I was in our class and she quit, I'd be like, no, I'd follow her <laughs> to her it. house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please come back. Yeah. So this episode tonight, um, it's uh, an interesting topic. Um, we're calling the episode "Mistaken Identity" because I can't think of anything else that would fit better. Renee, oh, what do you good. think? What do you, What do you think about this? This is pretty, uh, pretty amazing, honestly out for a second i didn't hear one. Oh, that stinks zoom 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 it's a wonderful technology but every once in a while <laughs> it doesn't work very well sorry but yes exactly. i was just saying i was just saying that like this is just an amazing topic it's it's truly oh my amazing. gosh it's mind-boggling so it i guess really I, is i guess i'll start and then because you've got something kind of cool prepared for us so i'll just kind of start by explaining it really quick okay so early on in the groups and we're talking five and a half years ago um there has been as we've discussed many times there are these conversation groups these discussion groups where people dissect the case some people come in there and just act stupid and Hopefully the admins kick them out pretty quickly, but there is a core group of people that really care about Missy and really care about solving the case. And we all just sort of dissect information, right? Okay, so there's several Facebook groups, there's web sleuths, you name it, there's everything out there on the internet, you know how it is. Well, okay, so in the Facebook groups, every time a search warrant was released to the public through the media, through MPD, Everybody dissected it, of course. Now, you, you guys may remember the LinkedIn situation, and I'll run it down really quick. Missy had um, told a friend of hers that she got a weird message on LinkedIn. And 
you know, it just, it was just weird and it was anonymous and her friend, she showed it to her friend because it was just weird. And her friend goes, that is weird. And they both agreed, according to the LinkedIn search warrant, I'm looking at it right now, both Missy and her unnamed friend, female friend agreed that the message was creepy and strange. And the friend could not recall the person's name on the account but it was a male's name and the male was unknown to both Missy and her friend. Now, with that being said, when they did a search warrant on Missy's LinkedIn account, they did find that she was having conversations with someone else who was a known person who was Apparently that creepy and strange message must have come from a fake account, you know, like a sock account. Somebody just sets one up. You know how it is, Renee. We see those all the time oh, on yeah. Facebook groups. But all day. All day. <laughs> and so yeah. anyway, apparently what happened was these messages between Missy and a gentleman named Casey Williams came up and we really don't have any idea what the content of those messages were. Police, there's no, they don't elaborate on that. There's no details, but they basically just say that they were, quote, flirtatious and familiar. And I know we've talked about this a million times, Renee, but like one person's flirtatious and familiar might just be how another person talks all the time. Right. Or, some people have gone so far as to say that this was sexting. Okay. So there's a wide range of things that these messages can be. And we have no idea what they were without completely speculating. But what we can just, the only thing we have to rely on here is the police search warrant. And what they're calling it is, quote, flirtatious and familiar. So anyway. We accepted this, you and I, which really kind of cracks me up, Renee, because we're the most cynical, suspicious people in the groups. <laughs> and I know. And then so, but we took this at face value because I think what it was is neither one of us was really into the Casey Williams theory. So we didn't really dig. We just took it for what it was. And everyone was saying in the groups, there was no questions asked that it was this MMA fighter guy who lived like in the HEB area, those of you that aren't from the Dallas Metroplex, HEB stands for Hearst Euless Bedford. And I can't even remember which town it was. I want to say it was Euless, I may be wrong, Bedford something. And he, we were like, how did he even know whom, how did he know Missy? I'm so confused. And then I found out that he works in Plano, which is over here by me, an hour away from Midlothian. We were just like, how is this possible? So it really bothered us over the years. Like how they even know each other. He's considerably younger than her. Like who, what? We're like, how did this even happen? But lo and behold, somebody contacted us about what, six months ago and said, no, I didn't think it was that long ago. Maybe it wouldn't. Have, well, go ahead. I, I, know. Always, I don't know. I, I was thinking five or six months ago. I always have to add a month or two because I tend to lose track of time. So Me if, too. It, if it feels like three or four months, it was probably five or six. That's just the way I look right. at it. Um, but anyway, so she contacted us and said, hey, everyone has the wrong Casey Williams. It is not the MMA fighter guy at all. 
The person in the search warrants is a local guy named Casey Williams, and he lives in Midlothian. Now, normally I was just telling Renee this today. Normally when I get a message from someone we don't know, I mean, not to be unkind, but it's usually not true. Um, and well, you can usually figure that out pretty quickly. This was the first time that I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I didn't doubt it for a second. It just fell into place immediately. And I remember calling you and it was like one of those things, you know, like I call you all the time and you're probably like, oh gosh, it's her again. But this time I called you and it was like, this is important. Call me back. So, um, no, really it is important. I promise. (laughs) But uh, so anyway, that just was so crazy because everybody following this case closely that has even come close to these groups thought it was the MMA guy. And those of you who know what I'm talking about, he looks menacing. He has pictures of himself. Obviously his side gig is being an MMA fighter. So he's, there's pictures of him in weird lighting, looking all menacing with his head shaved and muscular and with like there's one picture of him remember with that scowl on his face it's like you know yes and so he's like five five so (laughs) yeah so we were just like oh my gosh that's so scary I wonder if it could be him so anyway right it wasn't even him in the search warrant so anyway poor guy I wonder how many messages he got from people you know how people (laughs) in the groups were messaging you know people like hey did you kill Missy you know things like that can you only imagine he's like what did I do and you know know what's really funny about it is he's actually on very active on LinkedIn because for his day job so I'm like see there he is on LinkedIn I mean it all made sense (laughs) you know there was there was really nothing besides the geography that pointed away from him however I will make this clear Renee and I never seriously considered him as someone who killed Missy we just were trying to figure out we were just trying to figure out who they were talking about in the search warrant yeah yeah I mean it's it's kind of like weird that we I don't know why everybody took it for face value you know you're just like oh okay that's you know who it is and so you're just, I guess, thinking that the work was already done and we're just going to go from there. And uh, well, we went with it for five and a half years. <laughs> I mean, along seriously. with everybody else. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And what's here's the some of the crazy coincidences on this. Very weird. So the, the original Casey Williams, the MMA fighter, and I, I'm not, I don't have all this like written down, so I'm just doing it from memory, but he was born like in 1980 and the other one was born in like 1981, like super close in age. Yeah. And their wives' names are almost identical with, with the exception of one letter. I was like, what? Is this really serious? I know. I mean, crazy. I was like, that is so crazy. Like Casey and, you know, the wives are almost the same and they're almost the same year. It's super weird, except for... The right one lives in Ellis County. <laughs> Isn't that a hoot? And also, and and Renee and I both want to go on record as saying that we don't think that Casey Williams killed Missy. We no. are we're pretty darn sure that Midlothian Police doesn't think so because they never did another search warrant. Once they dug around social media search warrant, they did like, didn't they say that he was uh, communicating with her on LinkedIn, private messaging, and on Facebook Messenger? Once they dug through those and they never did any more search warrants on this guy. So apparently he, you know, he got cleared pretty quickly, but we just wanted to bring it up because he has been such a hot topic of conversation and it, the whole 
time everybody was talking about the wrong Casey. Yeah, and he would come up a lot. People would be, you know, and, and typically whenever I think of somebody that gets murdered that's possibly seeing a person, I typically instantly go to the spouse, you know, because you're thinking, okay, they were seeing each other. Well, the spouse found out about it, got mad and killed somebody. To me, that makes sense. I know it happens sometimes with the person they're seeing, but you know, it's typical that it's going to be the spouse. Well, anyway, but in this situation, everybody was always thinking it was him because he's uh, he was, you know, like I said, five, five. And so I guess with a helmet, he might be a little, you know, a little taller in the boots and all that stuff. So everybody was always thinking it was him. And I was always like, I don't understand why nobody's looking at the wife. Why is everybody always looking at him? Everybody's always saying it was him, but not the wife. And then I guess it's because of his height. That's the only thing him and the other woman don't have in common. I don't think they're so short, but anyway. Right. And then, you know, something else to consider is when this stuff was going on with the search warrant, this was very early on. Um, I'm looking at the emergency data request, which I'm about to tell you guys about, but it's dated April 26, 2016. So think about that. That was very soon after the murder. The murder was on the 18th. This is April 26. So eight days. Wow. Yeah. Just a little, slightly over a week. So things were still hot. Things were still fresh. There was a lot of confusion. Um, and um, so this was interesting too. Um, Nick Selby, who's no longer with MPD, um, he had done an emergency request, which was attached to the search warrant when we received it. But Detective Selby did a sort of like in a little emergency thing um, to preserve these messages. So it's called a, he submitted a preservation request for the data contained in the accounts of both the descendant, which was Missy and Casey Williams. And then um, his LinkedIn is Casey 12 airborne. And so the only reason I'm reading that is because it's on the public record. And I don't believe that LinkedIn even exists anymore. So many of these accounts that were in these search warrants are no longer in ex existence. And believe me, I would delete mine too, if I was on a search warrant. So Anyway, I just thought that I would go over that and I just found that to be very interesting and so did Renee. We absolutely, we were both floored to find out that for over five years we had the wrong dude. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I was, me and you both had our mouths open like, what? <laughs> yeah, and also just everybody thought that I mean we just we just went stepped in line and I really think it's because you and I didn't really think that, that he had anything to do with it that's why we didn't really search that much on this guy I, I think that if we thought that he was guilty we would have dug and been able to tell everyone hey you got the wrong guy but I think it was our lack of interest in him as a suspect that Very kept us from really vetting this one right that's very true but um, less lesson I, uh, learned I'll never do that again <laughs> I mean really because you know we we went down a rabbit hole at the wrong well I say we ran down a rabbit hole well, I guess we really didn't go down a rabbit hole we kind of you know we kind of looked at him a little bit and, and I was just like I just don't see it I don't you know I don't yeah. know this guy just doesn't yeah yeah uh, uh, um, wrong one the wrong person for five and a half years so yes, for everybody listening that's been listening and, and that's been following this case since day one they're probably going what yeah 
no, I know there's lots, there's lots of people that are going to be surprised by this. We need to do a, we should do a post about it in our group, just in case people miss this episode or tell, or direct people to the yeah. episode. Yeah. Cause it's pretty wild, but we just really wanted to kind of clear the record on that because while many of you probably haven't followed the case to this degree who are listening and have been, have not been in the conversation groups, but I know a lot of you have, so it was important to us to clear that part up. Did we have, yeah, I'm really glad we did. Did we have anything else we wanted to discuss on this episode? Um, are we going to just give a little snippet of what we're going to start doing on our next one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have talked about, you know, it's, it's hard for, and people that have been listening this whole time, I'm sure you, you know, we, I think we have around 65 episodes and I mean, probably about five of them aren't Missy related, but we still usually talk about her anyway on on each episode. So we're talking 55 to 60 episodes that are specifically Missy, you know, related. And it's hard to come up with things to talk about when we've, we've talked about so many things. But it's very important for us to keep her name, you know, alive, to keep the case alive, to keep people talking about it so it's not forgotten. We want this case just like everybody else. We want it to get solved. We want, you know, tips to continue coming in. We want the billboard to stay up. So we've been racking our brains trying to come up with something that we could talk about, um, you know, that's not just repetitive. And where this may seem repetitive, we're going to do like kind of like a deep dive and and start over you know like if an investigator was looking at the case or like okay we've missed something let's start over we're going to kind of start over from the beginning and we're going to just thoroughly deep dive into each like section of things that have went on and have happened in this case so that you know hopefully we can you know either recover stuff have more exciting guests on so we're going to try to really dissect this apart as much as we can yes and we will continue to do research and continue to dig so we won't just be hopefully just rehashing old stuff hopefully we can bring you some new stuff because we're not going to give up we're not going to stop we're going to keep digging and that's what we're here for so if anyone has any information or any tips on the case Obviously, we would rather you tell Crime Stoppers or Midlothian Police, but if you're not comfortable doing any of that, you can tell us and we will help you get your information to the correct place. And um, oh, yeah, speaking of that, um, the P3 app, download the P3 app. I actually downloaded it on my phone because, of course, when I went to the training, I wanted to kind of follow along with what they were doing. But, you know, everybody should download the P3 app because you never know when you're going to witness something. Uh, and I mean, it doesn't even have to be something that you have heard about. It could, you could witness something, you know, right before your eyes and you're like, oh, crap. You can get on the P3 app and you can give them a tip about it and you will remain 100% anonymous. There literally is legally no way they can figure out who you are. And I feel so much better knowing that now. So I'm telling everybody, download the app. P3. And if you ever have a tip or know anything, get on there and and send it in. That is awesome. And I just thought of something we completely forgot to comment at the very top of the program. We played a recording of one of our amazing listeners who left us a really nice message. So we shared that at the beginning and we meant to say something about that at the top of the program, but we're going to say it here at the end because we forgot. 
And um, <laughs> anyway, I just want to thank everyone so much. Renee and I both want to thank you for spending some of your time with us here at True Crime Broads. Please connect with us on social media. Please follow us on Instagram. Come to our Facebook page and like and follow it. Shoot us a message. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know what you're thinking. If you've got any ideas on the case, we'd love to hear from you. And we just appreciate you listening to True Crime Broads. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Yeah.